when you were growing up and through you know, your young younger life, what did you have experience with the LGBT community at all? I didn't even know uh, what I didn't know the word gay. I didn't know homosexual. Even in high school, just didn't know. You didn't have feelings. Oh, I did, but I mean, I was. I guess I lived in such a small, protected community. I didn't have any clue, really. When I think back, the first time I realized I was different as I woke up one morning, it was close to my birthday, and I heard my parents arguing downstairs in the kitchen, and they were arguing about my birthday present. And my mother said, Who wants a set of dishes? And my dad said, no son of mine is going to get a set of dishes for his birthday. And, you know, it was a very loud argument. So, of course, I heard. And right away I knew, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not supposed to want a set of dishes. How old was this? It was either going to be my fourth or fifth birthday. I, I just knew somehow I wasn't the way a boy was supposed to be. And, you know, it was really when our church started studying, uh, we did, every congregation was asked to study about sexuality in order to decide whether to allow gay and lesbian persons to be ordained. And the more I read about that, I read so many books and so many articles, and I thought, this is me that they're talking about. This is me. So that's part part of what really kind of pushed me over the line of coming out. And, uh, but the one thing I feel bad about is when we first <laughs> I read this book, which I thought was really good when I when I was first when we were first dealing with a gay issue in the church, and I actually preached a sermon saying that it was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong to approve of gay people. It's like, oh, how could I have done that? I mean, and I think I was just trying to deny the fact that I was gay. That kind of leads us to the process of coming out. Yeah. That must be about So that was... I had told her, and she... She didn't really accept that. She said, I don't think you really are. I said, you know, I have to tell my children. And so I I talked it over. I thought about all the ways I could do it. I wrote this letter, and I put it, and I emailed it to each of them. So they each got it at the same time. I wanted to give them a chance to think about it first without, you know, having to deal with me directly. Well, a couple of them said, you know, I should have just talked to them instead of sent them the email. But I don't know. Both the counselor and I thought that was a pretty good. And I can remember sitting with my finger hovering over send. And that was, that was, you know, the starting of my coming out. When you came out to your family, did you come out to your friends and relatives? Um, I sent letters to my nieces and nephews. 
and I I went to my mother was 98 at the time did you run into any resistance actually you know three of my kids said you know you're you're my dad I love you always Beyond the family, have you had any discrimination, friends? Oh, yeah. Uh, all my in-laws will not talk to me. And there was... I had... I, I thought I had good married friends, but uh, my best pastor friend, his wife, won't you know, have anything to do with me. She thinks I should be thrown off the ordained list and everything else. And, if you can measure happiness, do you think you're happier now than you were oh, yeah. 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't trade this for anything. No. no. It's like, wow, I never thought. Never thought I'd have someone I'd be so excited about and so interested and have such a good time with and love to go places with, love to have his arm around me. And, mm-hmm. You're pretty lucky. Yeah. Very much. I think we both feel that. Neither one of us expected to to have that. It's just like, wow, what a blessing. That was one of the interview subjects who visited with volunteer Daryl Hansen for the Red River Rainbow Seniors Oral History Project called Breaking Barriers, Harvesting LGBTQ Stories from the Northern Plains. The stories will eventually be available in the North Dakota State University archives. The project is still collecting interviews, and if you wish to contribute, you can email Red River Rainbow Oral History at gmail.com.